Many of us, I think many of us are gearing up for, for a new year, for 2020, and, and a lot of people will start off with a set of resolutions that will make life better. We have these mentalities, these ideas, we look back over the years, we've looked over our past, and we've determined that if we change this or we change that, then 2020 will be better. But <laughs> statistics show over 80%, over 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by the second week of January. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Of that, of that, the statistics then goes on to show that only 8% of all statistics actually ever complete the year. 8%, for those that don't know, that's 92 people out of 100 will not, will, will, will fail, in essence. So, so the, the, the question then that I have for all of us is, is with failure almost a guarantee, how can we focus our vision and see the change that we desire to see? I think one of the biggest detriments to resolutions is we tend to overestimate what we can do in the short term while underestimating what we can do in the long term. Hear that again. We overestimate what we can do in the short term while underestimating what it is that we can truly accomplish long term. So what I want to do in this series is, is with the help of the Word of God, I want to broaden our goals from just 2020, from just focusing our vision, 2020 vision just here, but looking further, looking beyond, seeing what change we can implement, what change can happen in our lives five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. If we focus on the Word of God and what He says, can we see lasting change happen in our lives? To begin, what I want to do today is, is uh, to start this series off, I believe so many of us are held in bondage by things that happened in our past. You can't focus on the future if you're still turned backwards looking and focusing on what happened in your past. Someone betrayed us. Someone lied to us. Someone hurt us. And, and we continually carry around bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness. So how do we get past our own failures, our own mistakes? How do we overcome our own sinfulness of the past? So many people recognize that, that yes, we, I, Corey, I know God has forgiven me, but I, I just can't forgive myself. And we carry that burden around all the time. Um, somewhere in our past, someone called us something, maybe characterized us in some way, maybe even ourselves. We looked in the mirror and, and we've said something about ourselves. We've believed a lie about ourselves. And we're living under a label of the past. Uh, I believe that, that today what I want to do, that God is going to help us in getting past your past. Getting past your past is, is the title of today's message. And, and to get into this, I need your help. I'm going I'm to give you the name followed by a label that I, I want you to shout out if you know it. Uh, for example, there was Attila the... Look at you guys. Man, Attila the Hun. All right, all right, so let's, let's break away from history, go into a little bit more of the sci-fi. How about Conan the... Oh, you guys are good. Conan the Barbarian. Yes. All right, how, how about for you, uh, you country folks, how about Billy the... Man, you guys are smart. Billy the Kid, yes. All right, let's go truly sci-fi. Buffy the... Oh, man, look at you. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then just in case, we'll, we'll run the full gamut. How about this one? Winnie the, I don't know what a poo is. I don't know why he got labeled that. But somehow, Winnie was always known as the poo. Winnie the poo. All of these different people had a label behind their name. 
a label behind the name. It, 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 it was a, a connotation, an idea of who that person was. When you spoke of them, you didn't just say their name. You said who they were. And what I'd like to ask you to do today is, in your own mind today, what is the negative label that follows your name? What is that thing that, that you've been known for? You, you've, you've strived to break free, but every, every, everybody just kind of tends to look at you and, and associate you as whatever it is. It might be somebody called you a, a doormat. You're always the, the nice person. You're always the, the one that people are just going to walk all over. You're the doormat, or, or, or they're going to take advantage of you. For other people, you're the lazy one, or, or maybe you're the irresponsible one. For some people in here, you've just been known as, as you're the hothead. For if there may be a, a lady who's, who's always been known, you've just been known as the party girl, or, or maybe you're the, the average, or not the average person, but you're the wild guy. And there's these connotations, there's these labels that, that kind of just seem to get stuck to us. And, and what we do is, is we look at our lives in, 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 in respect of, in, in light of these labels that we, we never let go of. Maybe you're just the average one. You're not great at anything. You're, 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 not, you're not horrible, but you're never going to be the master. Through your life, you've been labeled as average. For myself, this was, this was something that... Uh, uh, carried with me, it wasn't that people labeled me so much, but it was something that carried with me for a long time. I was the, the jack of all trades, master of none. I started baseball off at the age of, of four, loved baseball. I played baseball all the way into high school, but I was never going to be the greatest, and so I, I kind of just, I quit. I got into basketball, but again, I was never going to, there was always going to be somebody better. I played football, but there was somebody better. I got onto the swim team and, and even onto the dive team. And, 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 I, and even on the dive team, there was always this, there was Benji. Benji was always going to be better than I was. I got into surfing, and in surfing, there was this other kid named Luke. Luke was always going to be better than I was. Everything that I got into, there was always somebody else that was going to be better than me. And, and people would, even grandma, it wasn't meant necessarily as a, as a, uh, uh, a, a slap or, or, or a negative connotation with it, but, but when somebody said, oh, well, you're just the jack of all trades, in, in my heart, what I felt was, you're telling me I'm the master of none. And so I lived my life, and, and, and it really, it may mean absolutely nothing to you, but to me, it, I went into high school thinking I'm, I'm the master of none. I, I can't decide what I want to be when I grow up because I can't be great at anything. I'm always just going to be average. I'm always just going to be mediocre. The jack of all trades, master of none. What is the negative label that follows your name? And I pray this morning that as you think about it, I pray that you hear this. Look, God's power is always bigger than your past. God's power, the truth about you, his truth about you is bigger than any current truth within your life. Even if you deserve the label. Even if you deserve the label, what's true about you today doesn't have to be true about you tomorrow. Your vision for the future doesn't have to be directly uh, dependent upon that label of the past. God has a future and a plan for you that's different. The power of God, I believe, is going to speak to many people today, and he's going to help us in getting past your past. God can give you a new God-centered uh, view of your own life. There's a passage in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. It says this, anyone who belongs to Christ, look, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, what you haven't done, where you've come from, how bad your past is, how true the label on you even is. 
It says that if you've repented, you've submitted to Christ, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Uh, we, we tend to forget that. We say the sinner's prayer. We come before God, and there's this moment of elation. We're, we're, we're beyond excited. The burden's lifted. But then all of a sudden, we start to just go back, people around us, ourselves, looking in the mirror, and we, we start to grab a hold again of that past. But, but you can't grab a hold of the old if you're new. If you're new, the old is gone. It goes on to say the old life is gone. You can't go back and grab it. It's, the old is gone. Behold, all things have become brand new. The power of sin that held you back can be broken just, just as easily by the name of Jesus. That which held you hostage can hold you no more. So what I want to do this morning real quickly is just give you three quick thoughts to start this series off, to give us vision in moving forward, in getting past your past, three thoughts to get past your past. Um, the first one, someone has given you a label, they've given you a name, but I believe that God will give you a new name. There's a passage in Isaiah 62, verse 2, and the prophet Isaiah is speaking the word of the Lord, and he says this. He says, you will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. The Lord will give you a new name. Many of you, you've been held back by something that you believed by, by others that they've called you. God wants to bestow upon you a new name. God will replace your old title your old label with a new name. He did this too many times through scripture. I, I couldn't even go into every single example, but just a couple. There was, there was a couple by the name of Abram and, and Sarai. Abram and Sarai, they wanted nothing more than just to have children, and they couldn't. Well into their elderly years, they, they couldn't have children, and that's all they wanted. They wanted to be known, they wanted to have uh, children. And, and, and all of a sudden, God came to them and he said, you're gonna have so many ancestors that you can't even count them. And to prove it, I'm giving you new names. And so all of a sudden, instead of Abram and Sarai, God looked at him and said, I'm going to call you Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah, it meant the mother and the father of nations. The name change that God gave them was, was the very thing that God wanted for them in their life. You're now going to be known as the father, the mother of many nations. To this day, the, the Jewish culture still looks back at, as Abraham as the father of Many nations, the father uh, that, that everything kind of came through, came from. God gave them a new name. You look at, uh, there was another one by the name of Jacob. Jacob had a brother, a twin brother by the name of Esau. And at birth, Jacob comes out holding on to the, 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 the leg, the ankle of Esau. And so Jacob was given the name Swindler or Trickster. He was always going to be nipping at the heels of others. He was always going to be so, anytime he introduced himself to people, I'm, I'm Jacob. They knew him. They understood. They thought, oh, you're, you're a trickster. You're a swindler. I've got to be careful around you. God gave him a new name. God gave him the name Israel, which meant to have wrestled with God, or, 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 or better yet, maybe it's, it's God will prevail. So all of a sudden, here was this man that was known as the trickster, the swindler, but now he can walk around telling people, no, God prevails over even everything that I've done before. And Israel was known too, uh, uh, from Abraham through Israel became the, the 12 tribes of Israel. It goes on, there's a, a, a man, a passage in, in Judges chapter 6, there was a guy that was known as, as uh, he was a scaredy cat, he, he was a wuss. It's, that's who he was. In fact, at the time of Judges 6, he's, he's seen hiding out in caves from his enemies because, because he's, he's afraid. 
He's hiding out, and all of a sudden, uh, God sends an angel to him as he's hiding out in a cave from his enemies, and, and the angel looks at him and says, the Lord is mighty with you, mighty man of valor. Wait, wait a second. Do you see where I'm at? No, 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 no. I'm telling you, God can give you a new name. God called Gideon a mighty warrior. A mighty warrior. As a side note, that's when, when God, when I hear God talking to me, that's what he calls me. He says, hey, hey, mighty warrior. Um, well, I don't know why you're laughing. My gosh. <laughs> uh, but look, it, God can give you a new name. God will give you a new name. What you've been labeled by in the past will no longer be true. God is going to give you a new name. And look, the truth is, many of us in this room today, you may not ever, you may not, you, I say ever, you may not feel worthy of it today. You may not feel worthy of it. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not there yet. But, but here's what I want you to understand. God will always help you grow into your new name. Some of you, God's going to give you the name forgiven. You walk around with the burden of the past all the time, and God says, no, look, I'm telling you, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. You may not feel it, but you're going to grow into that position in Christ. That is your name. Your sins are gone. You're forgiven. Some of you, God's going to give the name overcomer. You always feel like you're coming in secondhand. You always feel like you're coming in short, but, but man, your whole life, people have said, you'll never amount to, you'll never overcome this or that, or you'll never be better than that. And God's saying, no, that's not the case. I'm going to give you a new name. There's, there's people in here, parents, moms especially, that you, you walk around and you, you feel inadequate. You feel inadequate. You don't measure up and, and this person's posting pictures, uh, you know, you know they're, they're perfect pictures with their perfect family and, and the kids are all dressed and, and sitting nicely with their legs crossed in their hands. You know, like, how does that even happen? And you, you feel inadequate, but God is looking at you saying, no, you're a spiritual mom. You have what it takes. You may have to grow into it, but I'm going to give you that name. God is calling some people in here today as spiritual leaders. He wants to raise you up as spiritual leaders. He wants you to be the leader of your family. Some of you will, will grow into a position wanting to lead te teenagers within our CF teens. Or, or, or maybe helping out with our CF kids. You want to lead kids. For some, it's, it's, we have CF communities, we have community groups, small groups that we get together. And before, you've never wanted to, you've never desired to, but God is calling you a spiritual leader. And, and from that growth, you will grow into a, a spiritual leader. It could be at the office. The whole while, God is telling you, you're a spiritual leader. We, we sit there and we argue, ah, I'm too unholy, I, I couldn't do that, I don't know the Bible enough, I, I couldn't do this, this, or this. Look, it's your name. It's who God says you are. God is going to give you a new name, and by his power, he will help you grow into your new name. For many of you, you've been labeled by things in the past. Look, don't believe what others say about you. Don't believe what others say about you. Believe that you are who God says that you are, and God will bestow upon you a new name. The second thing that with a new name that God wants to do in our lives is give you a new purpose. With a new name comes a new purpose, and you can see God do this over and over again. A great example is a guy in Scripture by the name of Simon. Simon could have been labeled as unpredictable, maybe even undependable. Very undependable, wishy-washy. Jesus meets Simon, and he looks at him, and he says, You've been, you're, you're a fisherman. You fish for fish, but I, I, want, I, want to do, I want to give you a new purpose. Now, from now going forward, I want you to be a fisher of men. 
You're going to fish for people. I'm going to, I'm going to take you. I'm going to give you a new purpose. And you're going to do things that you never thought you could do before. At one point in Scripture, in Matthew 16, starting in verse 16, it, it's, uh, Jesus is talking to Simon. And he looks at him and he says, who do people say that I am? And Simon replies, some people say that you're Elijah or, or maybe John the Baptist. And Jesus looks at Simon and he says, but who do you say that I am? Simon, you, who, who do you say that I am? And, and Simon says, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And in verse 17, Jesus looks at him and says, blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, Simon, I'm giving you a new name. Now you are Peter. And in the Greek, Peter, directly translated, means rock. You are no longer undependable. You're no longer wishy, wishy-washy. You're, you are the rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. They won't overcome it. <laughs> Look, along with his new name came a new purpose. God gave him a new identity. Now, if you know anything about Peter, was Peter going forward always a, always a rock? Was he always solid and steadfast, the perfect Christian example of Christ? <laughs> Nothing close. Look, he messed up over and over and over and over and over and over again. He kept messing up. But he was growing into his new name, growing into his new purpose. In fact, it was Peter. We know the story at the day of, of crucifixion. It was Peter that, that Peter, not, not, not wishy-washy Simon, this is now Peter, denied Christ three times. This is the foundation of the New Testament church. Are you a Christian? No, I don't, I don't know that guy. That's, that's the heritage of the new church that God said he was going to build his church upon. A guy who, who used to be, his past was wishy-washy. Simon, the unpredictable. He, he denied Christ on three different times that night. But then after the resurrection, Jesus looks him in the eyes with grace that, that I, I, a lot of us can't begin to even comprehend, and yet it's the same grace that's extended to us. God, Jesus looks at him, forgave him, restored him, basically looking at him and saying, look, go do what I created you to do. Yes, I, I know what happened. I, I know that. I, I know you're feeling down because of your past, but listen now, I'm wanting you to look forward. I'm wanting you to focus your vision forward, 2020 to life. Go do what I've called you to do. And on the day of Pentecost, the one who knew what it was like to fail and be forgiven, the one who was best qualified to stand up and say, repent and turn to Christ and you will be saved. On that day, Peter, Peter the rock, led 3,000 people to Christ. And that was the beginning of the New Testament church that formed on, on Peter the rock, the foundation the rock that wasn't going to be moved. This was something different. This wasn't wishy-washy. There was, there was something that when Peter looked into the eyes of Jesus, when, when Jesus gave him a new name, when he gave him a new purpose, no longer was he defined by that wishy-washy past, even though it just happened yesterday. He was able to focus and say, God, I, I, I see, I see. Your grace is abundant. Your grace is enough. 3,000 people came to know Christ. Look, God is going to give you a new name, and with that new name comes a new purpose. You'll grow into it. 
Take whatever neg negative label that's been associated with your name. Take that label, understand the power of Christ, and realize out of your greatest weakness, out of the greatest weakness of your past, God can raise up the greatest strength for your future. I, I, I look back at, at my, my, one of the many labels that I've been given. I look, at, look back at my jack-of-all-trades moniker. Look, God took what was my greatest weakness, my greatest fear, graduating high school, not, one, not knowing what to do. I, I, I sat there, and, and all my friends are going off to college to be this or be that, but, but I couldn't because I knew I couldn't be great at it. I was always going to only be average. And, and so it, it was just, I graduated high school, and I didn't know what to do with life, and and somebody said, why don't you go down to this ministry in Louisiana? And I did that. And I went into Bible college, even with that same mentality. And in Bible college, there was always somebody else that was better than me. I flunked out of Bible college. You're welcome. Your pastor is a flunk out of Bible college. <laughs> but God took my greatest weakness, gave me a new name, and with that, a new purpose, a new strength. Look, I, I loathed it, but over the years, God has changed my heart and let me realize I don't have to be the master of a trade. Instead, I, I, can, I can be an encourager to somebody who doesn't see that they are the master. Look, I, I truly believe that, that, that the reason this church is, is doing so well is, has nothing to do with because I'm the greatest whatever. I, I know I'm not. But I've come to a place in life where I used to loathe it, where I used to hate it. Now, now I, I welcome it. And instead, I, I look around to surround myself with people that, that are, are masters, or people that may not even know yet the master they are in certain areas. I, I, I look across this room today, and there's so many examples, people that, that I, still, I, I still struggle with, with that, that same mentality, that past mentality. I envy things in people's lives a lot of time, but, but God, quickly, I, I, all of a sudden, I'm like, no, I, I don't have to be better than them at that. I can encourage them to be the best they are at that. I, you, you, take, you take Greg Smith down here on the front row. Look, I, I stand up and I, I preach the word to you every single Sunday, and yet I, I don't know half the word, half the Bible that, that this man knows. I, I envy his knowledge of Scripture. But I, I don't have to be the most learned, the most studied. I, I, I can take people like him. There's, there's two particular individuals, Josh Bray and, and Robbie Russell. Uh, you know, and, and we, we have a tendency as people to look at people's lives where they're at now and, and call them out as, well, you're, you're just spoon-fed. You, you were born into to stuff. But, but man, most of y'all don't know the struggles that they've been through to get to the place they are now. And so in my life, I don't have to be the best financial. I, I don't know how to run a, a big business like this, but, but I can surround myself with people that know how, that know how to handle money financially well, that, that have made mistakes, that have, have risen above those mistakes, that have gone through hard times. And I can sit there and I can, I, I can go to them and say, hey, what would you do in this situation or that situation? How would you handle this? How can we better do this, do that? There's people in here today that I, I don't know that you see the potential that God has, the purpose that God has in you completely yet. And, and, and I, I look at you and I, I envy. I, I look at the heart uh, of Robin and Dorcas over here. Um, to the, the, the things that they do on a regular basis for other people. And, and, and I, don't, I don't necessarily have to be better than them at that, but I can encourage them with what they do. These are phenomenal women of God. Uh, across this room, there's so many different people that I could sit here and name off and name off and name off. There's people in this room that have so much potential. I, I, I haven't seen um, 
Colin, man, the potential I see in you, I, I can't even begin to describe, man. I, 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 I envy what God has in store for you. There's people in this room that God has so much ahead of your life. And naturally, my, my past says I want to envy that. I want to be better than that. But that's not what God does. God has given me new purpose. And with that new purpose, it's to sit there and say, man, look, you are going to be the best at something someday. And I'm excited to walk along this ride with you. I believe that God wants to do the same thing for everybody in this room. Don't, don't let the labels of your past define you. You're not what others say you are. You're not the result of your past. God will give you a new name. He will give you a new purpose. And then with that, here's the, here's the, the, the vision for 2020 to life. God will give you a new future. God will give you a new future. I know so many people who are, who are uh, man, they're, they're so pessimistic about their future. Man, my life is going nowhere. Never going to be this, never going to be that, never going to be happy. I'm, I'm always going to be alone. I'm always going to be in debt. I'm always going to be miserable. And, and I, Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Look, don't insult God with your faithl faithlessness about your future. Uh, there's a scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, and I love this passage. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a... Come on, help me out. Plans to give you a hope and a... Plans to give you a hope and a future. Look, maybe you've been labeled. Uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. You're, you're, you're 27, 29, 34, 39, whatever it is, and, and you're sitting there telling yourself, I'm never going to find a good man. They're all taken. <laughs> Other people in this room, you, you sit there, well, I, I'm never going to have a good marriage. He's never going to come to Christ. She's always going to be a nag. There, there's always something that, that we sit there and we focus on. My kids, my kids are never going to grow up to be anything. I'm, I'm always going to be in debt. We're always going to be in bondage to this debt. And, or, or, or maybe I'll always have this addiction. I, I can't break free of this addiction. It's just the way it's going to be. I can't overcome it. On and on and on, out of your greatest weakness, I believe that God can raise up your greatest strength. For years, you may have been labeled an addict, and I'm telling you, God can help you overcome your addiction and give you a future where you help others overcome their addictions. Maybe you say, I'm always going to be in debt. No, look, God is going to give you a burden for wise financial management. You're going to be debt-free, and in your future, you're going to help others become debt-free as well. Why? Because out of your weakness, out of the label of your past, God raises up a strength, giving you a hope and a future. There's a, there's a Bible story, a, a particular passage uh, about a lady who was labeled probably one of the worst labels you could imagine. Her name is mentioned eight times in Scripture. In Scripture, her name is mentioned eight times, and the first six times that you read about her, this negative label is tied to her name. She's known as Rahab the prostitute. In Scripture, or Rahab the harlot, six times when she's first mentioned, she is labeled, she is known as Rahab the prostitute. Now, she rightfully deserved her label. She was a prostitute. It was the lowest position in society, and yet I can't, I can't begin to imagine what, 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 would have, what would have gone through her mind emotionally. She had to have felt like used goods. 
I'm only good for one thing. There's never going to be any love with this. I'm never going to find or have a good marriage. God could never love me. And she had heard about the God of Israel. She had heard that it was something different, but there was still this, this, this past that hung on to her. There was still this label that hung on to her that, that even Scripture labeled her as. But she had heard about this God of Israel, and, and there's this verse that says that her heart melted. Her heart melted as she heard stories about God. The, the, the stories that God had done in bringing the Israelites out of bondage in Egypt, the stories that, that God had done for his people in, in, in walking them across the Red Sea, walking them on dry ground, the stories, her heart melted, it says. She had two spies from Israel come into her place. And she could have died if she had gotten caught for this, but, but she hid the spies. She did so, I believe, in, in an effort to get to know their God. And so this prostitute, this harlot, became in so many ways not just the savior of these two spies. It literally says that the guards of that particular palace were, were walking around, busted into her place, looking for the two spies, but she hid them underneath some, some, some wheat, some barley that, that was on the, on the floor. She became their savior, but so much more so, she became the savior of, of all these other people around her, foreshadowing something even so much greater. You see, when she got to know God, she became a new person. And I'm convinced that in whatever way, God gave her a new name and she knew it. She knew she was transformed. She knew there was something different. She knew that she was forgiven. And with her new name came a new purpose. And with her new purpose came a new future. And God did what no one else could have thought even possible. God brought a God-fearing man into her, into her life named Salmon. And, and it, was, it was Rahab and Salmon who, who had a son by the name of Boaz. We've heard stories of Boaz. But so much more than even that. <laughs> Look, some of you today, you feel this burden. I, I'm, I'm never going to be this. It's always going to be this way. There's this label that follows me. But here's what God did through Rahab the prostitute. Rahab the prostitute married a God-fearing man, had a son named Boaz, and five times over. So her great-great-great-great-great-grandson, his name? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, born to take away the sin of the world. Out of Rahab the prostitute came Jesus, the Savior of the world. As the band comes up, as, as I'm closing this morning, guys, look, I, I can't encourage you enough. Don't you dare let anyone put you in a box. Don't you dare let anybody sit there and, and put some sort of uh, label on you, some sort of moniker on you. You're not what anybody else says about you. By the power of God, you can get past your past. And God will bestow upon you a new name. You're not what others have called you. You're not even what you've looked in the mirror and called yourself. God will bestow upon you a new purpose. It, it, it may take some growing. You'll have to grow into it. You may not be there yet, but look, it'll happen. God will grow you into it. He'll give you a new purpose, and you'll grow into it as he does. And with that new purpose comes a new future. He will give you a new future, a hope, a plan. And you can glorify him even through your greatest weakness. God will raise up his greatest strength. And you will never be the same. That which held you back in the past today is broken in the name of Jesus. 
2020 to life. It's looking forward. It's vision, not, 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 not basing my resolutions on, on what I want to fix from this last year and, and I, well, I probably won't do it again, but, but it's so much more, it's so much greater. It's, it's what can I do in the small today that's going to change five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. That way God's glory can be revealed through me. God wants to restore upon you, bestow upon you a new name, a new purpose, a new future. That which held you back in the past is broken. And look, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, the old life is gone. Behold, your new life has begun. As I, as I close in prayer today, I believe that there's many here this morning that you know there's a label that has held you back. It, it may not necessarily be a, a clear name. Maybe it's a, it's a mindset or, or a thought process. Maybe others have put it on you, or, or, or maybe you've just put it on yourself. But you've owned it, and you've boxed yourself into a corner. And I believe with all of my heart this morning that God wants to give you a new name, a new purpose, a new future. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here this morning, and, and there's something that's holding you back, I've been labeled, I've labeled myself, I, but I want to seek God for a new direction. No longer will labels keep me from being who God says that I'm supposed to be. If that's you, if you really want to overcome it, if you really want to know who you are in Christ, if you really want to overcome the labels that, that have held you down, would you real quickly just lift up your hands so I can pray for you? Awesome, awesome. Hands across the room. Awesome, awesome. Back there. Yes, 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 yes. Anybody else? Awesome, 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 awesome. God, I, I thank you. God, I thank you today for people across this room, Lord God, who sincerely want to overcome what somebody else has imposed upon them, maybe even what they themselves have imposed upon themselves. God, I pray that the truth, the truth of your word, the truth of your son would set them free. Lord, that they would not be limited by the labels of the past, but God, that by the name of Jesus Christ, they would realize that they are an overcomer. They are a mighty man, a mighty woman of valor, Lord, that they are who you say that they are. And God, I pray that there would be those that would recognize that they have a new name, that they're no longer in bondage to the past. Father, I pray that we would grow into that new purpose that we would grow into that new future, that as we step out, Lord God, and I, and I thank you for this new purpose. I thank you for this new future, Lord God. The lives that are going to be touched based on somebody else in this room, Lord God, being encouraged enough to getting past their past. God, I thank you that on this day there will be many lives changed because of your goodness, because of your presence. Real quickly, as, as I continue with every head bowed, every eye closed, I, I want to... I believe that there's many who look at your life and you say, look, I, I, don't, I don't like who I am right now. Brandon mentioned uh, some beautiful passages this morning. Look, Scripture says that we all have sinned. We all have fallen short. We're all bent towards sin within this world. And, and, and you may be here this morning thinking, I, I'd love a fresh start. I, I'd love to be new. I, I don't want 2020 to look like, like 2019 or any of these past years. I need something different. I can't keep on like I am. Look, I, I'm going to tell you, you don't have the power to get yourself where you need to be. The power that you need is found in Christ Jesus. 
born without sin, living a perfect life, but dying for you, died on a cross solely for the forgiveness of your sins, raised three days later. And Scripture says now that anyone who calls upon his name, who simply calls upon his name, will be saved, will be forgiven, will be transformed. And if anyone is in Christ, they are a new, a new person. The old is gone, the new has come. Look, I I believe there's someone here this morning and God has brought you for this moment. All you have to do is call upon his name. Your sins are forgiven. You'll be washed anew, filled with his spirit. Never to be the same again. Never to be associated with that past label. If that's you, if you're ready to give your life to Christ, man, if you'd lift your hands, I don't want to embarrass you, but I'd love to be able to pray a simple prayer with you. If you'd raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Awesome. Anybody else across the room? Anybody else? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Look, guys, if y'all would pray with me across the room, let's all stand. If you'll stand with me, let's all repeat together. Heavenly Father, take all of my life. Make me new. Jesus, save me from my sin. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again so that I can live for you. Fill me with your spirit. Make me new, Lord God. Give me a new name, a new purpose, a new future that I can use for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the new life that each and every individual in this room has found in you, Lord God. We give you ours. It's in your name that we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Church, we all give a shout out. Give a clap to those that gave their life this morning. What an awesome opportunity. What an awesome thing. God bless you all, guys. I look forward 2020 to life to being able to, to celebrate with you. Remember, right back here in these back doors, if you're brand new or if you've given your life to Christ this morning, want to know a little bit more about that, come right back here through these back doors. We'd love to be able to talk to you more about that. God bless you all.